0: Welcome to the first of a series of buddha podcasts. This one is based in the science of life, known as Ayurveda, but through the eye of Shiva in quantum physics, metaphysics, and physics. So science is awesome. There is so much to learn from all that is, source energy, whatever you want to call it. And within that understanding, there's a vast repertoire of sound frequency vibrations. So in the work that we do in Shiva, and through Buddha is to share the wonderment of being co-creative on particular soundless-to-sound frequency vibrations. And how we do that is connecting through the non-breath in the pranayama breath. And in the non-breath, it's seated in the soundlessness of existence. And when you're self-seating from that place, it's very, very still, there's a complete silence. And everything gives birth from that, that sensitivity. And even that explanation is really limited just by the very definition of having to define something because how do you define something that's indefinable? So how we flow with that is to simply recognise that we know nothing, only so we can know something and then realise we know nothing again. (laughs) But there's a huge dance of the elements within that. And there's a connection to the vast tributaries that stream through our Nabi or the nadi streaming located in the Nabi which is anywhere around the vicinity of the belly button. But not a pinprick. It's you know energy is not that finite in that way. Um, we have molecules and we have cells, but it's beyond even that understanding of how we see our own physiology. So we're doing in this course in Ayurveda that Lord Shiva has co-created, and it's an ongoing thing where he just keeps uploading. Uh, Documents in a way, and it just shares the expansion. So, as a student is ready, and we're all students, and then teachers and students, and nothing at all in any given moment, uh, then there's something that's uploaded for someone who drops by or resonates with something. And I don't know about all of you, but life is a bit like that you know, you're going along thinking you know something, and then I don't know, something happens, and you realize that that's not what you thought it was, (laughs) and that's about life. It's just expansion. And then maybe you've had this um, sense of multiple realities that you've actually embodied in this physical reality and that your reality now is based on multidimensional understandings. And that's really cool. And then you might be one of these people like what we we stream in is that there's so many different beings of light, so many different beings and they take many, many forms because as the citizen, and the rishis always knew and that have shared over the ages and not only them but many, many people along the way that we choose to create our form and in that understanding we can then create a different form or we can stream within our physical form, that being human and allow those sound frequency vibrations to come back into the soundless to allow us to take on a new form or connect to a different form. So the energy that's in the human form that you are then connects energetically within another form. And for us, we're very, very attuned to nature and everything that goes within the flora and fauna, but very much in the flora Primordially so. So, we might stream through the trees or the tributaries of the roots that are linking into the earth. It's creating the, the soil content and the nu- nutrients in that. And then it has this beautiful bio symbiotic biofeedback within our cellular structure and then beyond that. And then you might find that we call in other beings of light that maybe take on different forms. And for some people, they might think that's very foreign or alien, you know, because alien just means something that's not known. So it's it's something that's foreign to a person. But as you broaden your perspective and and open up to many, many infinite new horizons and open to becoming nothing again, then it really paves the way for more light energies to come in around your everyday existence, And then that transforms how you then create. And this is where we come into quantum physics, metaphysics, and then tie it all into physics itself. And it's just – it's flowing within the molecular structure, but then letting all of that go, all the atoms that you think that that we are and that's making up the cosmos, it's so much more than that. And you think back even 20 years ago, there are people that are doing – Phenomenal things now that back 20 years ago it was never thought of or something that would be impossible. No different to the person who created telecommunication or the person that created the first aeroplane. You know, all those people and more. And there's people doing amazing things every nanosecond. And then those people who are connecting to different light sources, different beings around the consciousness. And then sharing it, and they have been for many, many decades, many, many decades, actually centuries. And, you know, there was a time where people were persecuted, and even today, you'll always come across those naysayers or people that are willing to attack, just because either it's embodied in a state of fear, or because they feel that they're in their own world, it's quite limited, and they might might be comfortable in that. But this podcast is for those who are ready to spread their wings and be so much more than that and be so open about how they're connecting with all light energies. Because it's fun. You know, it's creative. You get to create things through molecules that maybe you hadn't thought of being possible. And how those atoms connect to different tributaries within the Nardis. You know, the ancients have always shared that there's 72,000. Well, we would then come in and say, well, that's actually infinite Nardis. And for all those getting upset to hear that, there's always, you know, to limit something through one state of num- state of saying a particular number is to know that then you've got to come back into your infinity self or infinite self and uh, feel the vibration so you become humble in what you think you know and then open the crown centre immediately and your third eye is connected to the all that is and it just disperses and the whole crown centre then is splayed out and you've got this streaming of light this is quantum physics and metaphysics and it's streaming more wisdom and more knowledge but in a in a humble sense and by humble we simply mean you're always open to learning that you always know that whatever you think you're knowing in the moment you receive insight is not even a fraction of what's possible and so that keeps you driven in a way to desire to learn more because when you feel you know it all, when you feel you've got it all going on and that's it, you automatically block the flow. You, you block a lot of things actually, but you limit yourself. You know, sometimes we get all um, puffed up with the <laughs> ego, which is really uncomfortable. You know, for those of you who've had, you know, when you have those moments and you get a bit, little bit o- overinflated, and um, like a, a, a fish, you know, the balloon fishes that blow up. <laughs> um, so it can feel like that. You know, especially if it's not your natural state of flow, where you really, usually, one of these people that's very open and yeah, yeah, I can really feel that. oh you have some a major major epiphany. And sometimes in just a nanosecond, you might get so excited that you want to latch onto that, thinking you've come of age in some way. And then the bigger part of you, the one that's very open in your heart center and recognizes that the ego is very small, beautiful part of you, but it's a small part of you and sometimes wants to go into the control mechanism. And, and then you recognize that and you come back and realize that, oh yeah, that felt really good and that was amazing, can't wait to share it. But then you come back into your elongated breath you know, the pranayama that takes you right into your solar plexus and then allows the airwaves, the air ether elements that dance through the physical form to encapsulate your entire physical form and then rise back up and cocoon you in that energetic field of vibration beyond your etheric body. You know, because we've got our physical form, but then you transcend that limitation and then you move into your etheric and then you go beyond your etheric body and it just keeps streaming on out. And you loosen up your density, you know, because sometimes, you know, when you can feel very heavy in your body. So you loosen up that physical structure. Yes, if someone x-rayed you, you'd see bones and that sort of thing. You'd see the muscle and the tendons and all that, the the density part. But then as your vision um, expands in your mind's eye, you actually express yourself through the vast energetic streams. And that transforms in the back of your crown, just from your crown, the back of the skull, at the top part, we're not going to use technical terms, (laughs) we'll just describe it like that, and because people get locked in technical terms, they get all in their head again, so keep it simple, if, if you're open to it. And you feel your energy open up and you know something's going on and then it shoots down to the back of your neck, cascades over your shoulders, down through the sides of your arms, down through your sides of your body and immerses it. Your whole body is then immersed in this shower of vibrational sound frequencies. And you start to feel really light in your physical form. And for those of you who are already very... Um, attuned to different light energies you probably already got them going on if you're listening to this and you can some of you not a lot of you but some of you we always do this so but for some of you who it's new to and it's a little bit too much just flick the button don't listen anymore but if you're open to it it's a lot of fun and it also gives you the recognition that you're never alone there's never a moment that you're actually alone and as for privacy oh my goodness in the cosmos what's privacy? (laughs) But in a healthy way, because in the cosmic sensitivity, there's zero judgment. It's just pure expression of the isness, and it's just dancing in delight of infinite creativity through what we know as ahimsa, which means do no harm, and then salcha, purity, and not a false sense of purity as a puritanical type of person, but more in the e- the energy is free and uh, uninhibited and simply streaming in. Um, molecules of light, and then, of course, it transcends beyond the molecules, because there's so much in science that, you know, scientists, and all of us, really, because everyone's a scientist in their own way, are, are still yet to tap into that, but there are other beings that are always here present that have already expanded beyond that. And maybe they don't live in the same form as a human form. They've got many, many other forms. You know, I mean, a seed can be very conscious. A rock can be very conscious. Even those people who are naysayers and say, no, it can't be. Everything can become an embodied energy. And for the, you know, people who do landscaping, who've really tuned in and are really into connecting to the plants beyond the horticultural botanical names then that's a whole new different way of designing gardens. And and for those architects and designers, how we create our infrastructures for people to live in really transforms. And it takes us out of a boxy type of environment and just into something that's really, really mirrored in the architecture of nature. And then beyond that, you'll have beings that will share, you know, the the letting go of how we work with gravity and uh, transcend the gravitational pull and can understand how to manipulate gravity. And that's really interesting again. So there you've got quantum physics again. And metaphysics in a way that becomes physics in the human form. So for those of you who are actually connected to many many light beings and are really um, happy to be here and found someone else is sharing it live on a podcast and there's a lot of people doing that, uh, but and and everyone's expressing it in different ways. In Buddhism, we tend to keep it very simple and tend to keep our language very very simple just because when there's simplicity it's easier for the human form to take elongated breaths when it's complicated and it's in a language that seems a little bit not in your everyday use of terminology then sometimes it sends us back into our head in a limited form and then others of you are very comfortable within that and you can use all the terms you want that um, you resonate best with because that's how you know we all tend to grow with what resonates with us. So for those of you who are already tuned in, tapped into, and you maybe you talk to Sarah Perspay, and yes, we say things differently as we all do in life. We have a different way of expressing names. And then some of you might be talking to people in the Pleiades, or, and there's a lot of Pleiadian energy here. And then some of you might be really um, quirky with Ganesh, Lord Ganesh. You know, we're one of them. We, we thrive with him. He's just, just the most beautiful being of light. And then others may be into Lord Shiva. And there's so many, I mean there's just so many, too many to name a few. Saint Germain, Jesus, Mary, there's so many beautiful, Sarasvati, Vishnu, Lakshmi, we could go on Kuan Yin, there's so many, and then there's so many more that a lot of people don't know about. Um... And some of you are already coming up with your names because we can hear you. You know, those people that you resonate in different forms that, you know, they're like your friends. They they are your friends because they're also you, but have chosen to create through different formats in their molecular structure. And so they've seeded from formlessness to form. So talking to those beings as we're sharing um, the vibrations that we emanate in, in Buddha, then you'll also find they're t- communicating in a way that is expanding within you and as a connection and a connectivity in, within another human form to another being that's taken on another form. Exponentially, you can feel your whole solar plexus opening up. You can feel the desire to take a really deep, full, enriched breath, you know, that's coming from your non-breath your soundlessness shifting your frequencies in the center of your crown center you know it's opening up the pathways within your brain that it's not you're not working within the left and right hemisphere of the brain you're coming from the onement of brain uh, of the brain so it's become one. There's no two separate segments, and this is in Egypt. This is something that um, Isis in Egypt um, and the god and goddess always have always lived in. And but the in Egyptian time and with the hieroglyphics, which is really a light language. Uh, and the hieroglyphics that people call hieroglyphics, which is a light language in itself, it embodies such an incredible wisdom and they understood the brain, they understood the physiological state and how to navigate the pathways of every part of the brain and they never saw it or, or created through a limited brain because it's often said in, in humanity that we don't use all of our brain. They, li- they literally embodied the cosmic mind within the, the brain that they had in their physical form and they are still resonating in this day and age you know there's still that vibration very eminent in the pyramids even today and not only there in any of the ancient buildings that are still up and around there's embodied energy in all of that and the wisdom is still there and for those of you who are very open in every uh, particle of your being you can't not but feel that when you go to these ancient places but they're not in a you know if you don't live in those areas They're never separate from us, are they? And a lot of you are already knowing and nodding your head because we're always connected. There's no such thing in energy that there's distance. You know, we can connect anything. You might be sitting in your living room, but you can feel a dolphin swimming in the ocean on the other side of the world. You know, you can feel all that. You can feel a tree in a rainforest, even if you're sitting in a desert. You know, the the energy is everywhere and it's it's always symbi- a symbiotic connection and you can sense and feel it once you open your nadis and and allow those infinite streams of light to come in. I know that Isis in, in our form in, in part of Budai, she actually, you know, has a dolphin that she plays with and she can hear it talking and laughing and sharing the wisdom of the the ocean with her moment to moment. So you can imagine how your world really transforms as you're more open and expressing the wonderment of just the grandness and the friendship that you can have when you're open to being more than what we often see ourselves when we look in the mirror or when we're around people that maybe, you know, it's just too much out there or it's just something that's... um, so unbelievable that they become sometimes cruel, right? Because people, when they're fearful of something they don't understand, they'll attack, you know, and something that people sometimes can do. But the more you're openly expressing yourself, those people tend to fall away because they don't have an audience to listen to the negativity of what is. And you'll find the more you're open more and more people will gravitate to you because you might say something that someone has already felt or experienced but won't say it out loud because they're scared that they'll be ostracised in some way. So once you come into your own um, self-awareness and you feel really comfortable in your journey, it gets a lot easier to be openly expressive and let the sound waves go onto different platforms regardless of whether someone clicks a like on social media or or puts the thumbs down on (laughs) YouTube or does something like that because ultimately it doesn't matter. They're just people's opinions, you know, and that people's opinions, as we all know, because we've got them ourselves, they change as, as we grow. Our opinions change. So maybe we could choose not to give such a forthright opinion and just be open that someone else can have an experience that maybe it may be not yours but... Know that it's it could be, all things are possible, and this this is an amazing gift of when you come into yourself and you're very comfortable in yourself because you don't feel the need to ridicule someone, you don't feel the need to ostracize someone, you're just open because you're living your bliss, so there's no need for any of that. So coming back into the connectivity through physics, into the flow of metaphysical state of consciousness, into the quantum physics, we're all living. Life forms are interconnected. And the more you feel comfortable in that, the more entities come your way. And it's a safe, it's the cosmos is safe. It's just the beautiful, exquisite journey of uh, love and light and not love in. The limited context, you know, we we think we love someone so we say it but then we fall out of love. This is a primordial cosmic radiance of light where it's warmth, it feels nurturing, it feels nourishing, it's unconditional, it's not something that you're scared is going to be taken away. You know, it's something that is you, you know, it's not about having someone in your life to give it to you or um, reflect it to it, you're all encompassing in that and then it just gets Better and better and better, and um, more light comes around you, and you've got more beings to have a giggle with and and create from. And then, if you take that into how we create our world, because we're the essence of Earth itself, we're Gaia, and Gaia is us. You connect, and you realise that your toes then form the little uh, root system of a sapling or a tree or a seedling, and. You feel the soil around your toes as tributaries of those seedlings, the, the little root systems that are expanding out. And you can feel whether the earth is feeling cold in the soil or you can feel whether it's feeling warm in the soil. And this, uh, this is a whole different way of understanding. So, you know, if you're one of these people that loves bush regeneration or you love gardening or anything like that, just imagine if you let go and if, especially if you're really immersed in the naming, everyone's got to have a label <laughs> in this world, let go of all the labels and really feel the connection through vibrational soundless to sound frequency. And you become these things, you become the plant and you, you'll, you'll find that your breath will, will flow differently in your physical form. Your, the way you see things shifts and you, you start to begin to see how a flower looks different its exterior well because it has the ability to see also you know just like animals can see you know whether it's a deer or whatever animal there's so many around the world but they just as they use their eyes well sometimes they don't use their eyes they may pick up through their scent or their um, being able to sense something or their hearing might be very heightened there's many ways to see but a flower can actually see it just has a different way of seeing because it sees through the cosmic eye so when you... And some of you are feeling this a little bit of a stretch, but it's science. It's based in Siddha science, Ayurvedic science. It's such an old, old way of experiencing experiencing existence. It's where Ayurveda came from. It's grassroots. And it wasn't just about fixing someone or or helping people with a limited understanding of what a lifestyle change is. It's the vast cosmic. That's where Ayurveda comes from. And it's huge... You know, a lot of the times people come into Ayurveda wanting to be still the fixer, you know, the one who gets the herbs out and creates a remedy and then doses someone up. And then there's those people who come in from the elements and they recognise the dance of the elements, but still it's on a very surface level. So where we're coming from is at the very base of the muladhara and it shoots down into the earth as the earth, not separate from the earth. And you can actually feel your whole body then being engulfed in the soil. And some of you might feel like, ooh, it's quite cold. But if you allow the fire element to come in, you can feel the warmth of the soil. You can feel how the seeding, especially here, like we're based in Australia, although we're global, we're recording from Australia. The, the climate is so diverse. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful countries to be fortunate enough to give birth into. And... The climate is changing all the time, just like it is around the world. But we are also climate changers, not because of what we're putting in, because, yes, there are toxins, but any nanosecond we can be the change of any climactic resolution we just have to be aware and be open to knowing that that's possible. And then the universe, the cosmos, kicks in and our physiological understanding starts to shift and we become the soil and the health of the soil in communion with Gaia and more. And even what we just said is really limiting to actually what is possible. But it's a start. So you're from your maybe your waist or your hip flexor down, you're actually feeling that part of your body being immersed in soil. And feel free to take in a deep, elongated breath because actually the soil can feel really comfortable. And then you start to discern the particles that make up the soil. And then you can feel this rich and rich state of um, mineral kingdom, but then it changes again and you can actually feel like something moving within the soil it's not the worms (laughs) well it may be but in this context what we're talking about it's actually tributaries of frequencies the vibrations and the sounds that emanate within There's so a lot of you probably can't hear them because they're so refined it's awesome so they're just yeah it's really cool so you can just sort of feel them moving and then as you feel comfortable, some of you are f- probably feeling it's a little bit disconcerting. <laughs> some of you have already switched off, so that's all good. But just feeling that, and that's probably enough for one podcast <laughs> regarding that whole structure, but... We are the earth, we create the world that we live in and it's much more than how how we build our um, buildings, although it's a, a big part of it, or how we create our manufacturing and whether we're using water tanks or solar panels, it's so much more than that. It's actually recognising that our particles are earth itself, you know, beyond our physical defined that we look in when we, every time we see a mirror or we look, gaze upon another person, whether it's a partner, a family member, a colleague at work or someone walking down the street and you see this silhouette of a person and then the fill-in, the, the infill of that person. And really that's just appearance, right? There's so much more going on inside each person, as we all know, with each one of us. But that all gets Transcended and you let go of that and you become the total delight of your own adventure, which is never disconnected from life itself, which is always then connected to everything in life, including other fellow human beings, any light beings that have chosen to be a participant in the expansion of consciousness. So this is how we've decided to introduce ourselves, and As we said, it's the first of a series of podcasts. We go much deeper into the molecular structure of the isness through the Pleiadian light energy and the dolphin light energy. And then we're going to dive into Lord Shiva, who takes you into a beautiful pranayama breath, but into the non-breath that taps into your vital life force through the soundlessness of existence, which is completely still and it's so calm in that space. Your whole being becomes at one moment with the cosmos. It's really, it's a lot of fun and it's exciting and it really is transformative when you're open to the experience. Nothing is ever done outside of your will and certainly nothing is ever done by force because when you try and push at something, it automatically creates a sense of resistance. So it's only in someone's readiness. And But if you find us on a podcast... Something in there has triggered you to find us. So we hope you've enjoyed this short introduction. We look forward to catching up with you shortly. Namaste.